0: Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the anointing of your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for the guidance of your Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you, Father, that you are a God that sits high and looks low. Father, I ask today, Lord, that you would enable me to preach your word with power, with anointing. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you'd have your way, Lord, in this service, in this church, in my life. Lord, I pray that you would, Lord, cover. Lord, you said that those that bide under the shadow of the Almighty, Lord God, that they, they shall be covered. They shall be covered by, with you. They shall be covered by your shadow. Lord, you said that you are the one. You are our fortress. You're our provider. You're our deliverer. You're our keeper. You're our shield. You're our buckler. You're our light. Lord, you're our water in a dry land. Father, you are you. Lord, you are the one that keeps us. Lord, you're the one that sustains us. You're the one, Lord God, that has everything in your hand, even when we don't understand what is going on around us. Lord, we still know that you know everything. Lord, and nothing gets by notice of you. Father, that you know all, you know the hearts of men and women. Lord, you know the motives of our hearts. Yes. Father, I pray that you would correct, Lord, everything that needs to be corrected. Father, that you would shake everything that needs to be shaken. Lord, that you would change everything that needs to be changed. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that you'd have your way. Lord, We're you don't come into conformity with us, but we're the ones who are supposed to conform to you. So, Father, I pray that you would have your way in this church today. Lord, I pray that as I preach your word, that it won't fall upon deaf ears, but Lord, that it would take root in the hearts of the hearers. Father, we thank you right now that your word never changes and you don't change your word for anyone. Father, we ask that you would have your way today, Lord, in Jesus' name. amen. 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 We're thankful today for the word of God. We're thankful today for the move of God. Uh, I know y'all probably already know Reverend uh, Williams but thank God for him. Amen. 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 Thank God for you. If you would turn with me to the book of 1st Timothy chapter 2. 1st Timothy chapter 2 and also Hebrews chapter 12. Then we're going to go to our text in 2 Peter chapter 1. Amen. 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 First Timothy chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. Paul writing to his son in the gospel, Timothy. He says, I exhort, therefore, that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority. For us it will be presidents, but kings and all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved. And to come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time whereunto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle. I speak the truth in Christ and lie not a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. I will, therefore, that men everywhere pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Now go with me to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. The writer of Hebrews, he says in chapter 12, verse 14, follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness bringing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright, For ye know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. Now go with me, if you would, to 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. Peter writing here to the Jewish people and all of those who had received salvation from the Lord. He says, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ That by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue, knowledge and to knowledge, temperance or self-control and to temperance, patience or endurance and to patience, godliness. He said add. Godliness. The title of the message is The Inner Me, Part 7. The Inner Me, Part 7. Now you can catch this message on Anchor FM, and you can catch this message also on uh, iTunes, Apple iTunes, uh, Pandora. You can, have, you can uh, listen to this message on those avenues. Amen? Amen. Amen. If you would like to. It's, it's available if you want to. Amen. The enemy. Let me read it to you out of another version, which is the Jewish, the complete Jewish Bible. Second Timothy, or 1 Timothy chapter 2 says, First of all, then, I counsel that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all human beings, including kings and all in positions of prominence, so that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life, being godly and upright in everything. Did you hear what the word of the Lord said? Being godly and upright in everything, not cutting corners or being crooked in anything. This is what God, our deliverer, regards as good. If you you go to the world and and listen to people, they'll tell you some things that are good that are not, not, not good at all. But by their definition, it is good. But we don't want their definition, but we want God's definition of what is good, what is right, what is holy, what is pure, and all those kinds of things. Because in this society today, they are calling bitter sweet and sweet bitter, putting light for dark and dark for light. How I many you know what I'm talking about? Amen. This is what meets God's approval. We want what in the church today, what, what meets God's approval? In our families, what is it that meets God's approval? On our job, what is it that meets God's approval? I'm talking about in our actions, in our lives, in our thinking, and what we partake in, people that we're around. Do they line up with God? Are they people that will, that will push us on to do what God wants us to do? Or are they people that will hold us back? The writer of Hebrews said, make sure that you don't get around people. Some people you don't need to get around because they have a root of bitterness and they will defile you. Second, Timothy three one. This know also that in the last days Paul told Timothy, perilous times shall come. How many know that we are living in perilous time? We are living in a day that is full of trouble. We're living in a day when men and women are doing all kind of unseemly things. We are living in a day where people are murdering one another, where they're raping women, where they're molesting babies and all this kind of thing. That's the kind of of society that we are living in. He said perilous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without even natural affection. Truth breakers, they break covenants, they break promises and all that kind of thing. False accusers, incontinence, fears, despisers of those that are good. Traitors, heady, he- high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. The, t- we, the day that we live in today, man is more concerned in what feels good to me, what I like, what tastes good, what feels good, what is good to my senses, what is good to, to, my, to my senses in my body, what is good to me, yes. not what's good to God. Man, most people could care less what is good to God, most people could care less what is right in God's eyes. And, matter of fact, in the Bible said that every man did what was right in his own eyes, he said, They'll be traded heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, Paul said, from such turn away why would I continue to sit in the company of somebody that God has already showed me is not good for me Amen, Reverend Lewis. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, keep pursuing, pursuing shalom or keep pursuing peace with everyone and holiness without which no one shall see the Lord. Amen. If we don't live a holy life, if we don't live a righteous life, I'm not talking about by your definition of what's right, by your definition of what's holy. I'm talking about living a life by God's definition of what's right, living a life by his definition of what's holy. Then we won't see God because God is not going to change his standard. He's not going to change his word. He says, be ye holy for I am holy. If we say that we identify with God, if we say that we are Christians, then our behavior ought to be exemplary of what we say that we are. But if our behavior is not exemplary, if there's big contradictions all over our life, then evidently we're not what we say we are. Huh? We say with this and we say, but there's a contradiction here, and then there's another contradiction there, and then there's another contradiction over there. Why? Because I love myself more than I love Him. I'm more concerned with what pleases me. I'm more concerned with my own agenda than God's agenda. He said, keep pursuing shalom or peace with everyone and the holiness without which no one, huh? I don't care what family you were born into and you had all these privileges and and you had the people bowing down to you and taking care of you and all that kind of thing. It doesn't matter whether you sit on a hill somewhere with all kind of money in the bank and you have all kind of CDs, you have all kind of annuities, you have all the best of this world. But let me tell you something, if you in all of your having, if you don't have holiness, you won't see God. You have all the things of this world. Jesus said, who would What man? Would exchange his soul to gain the world. Oh Lord, have mercy. Where where are we putting our priorities? Are we putting our priorities on ourselves and what we want? Are we putting priority in our lives on what God wants? Huh? He says, "See to it that no one misses out on the on God's grace. That no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble and thus contaminates many, and that." No one is sexually immoral or godless like Esau. Esau was more concerned about his appetite than he was about his birthright. (coughs) Did you hear what I said? Esau was more concerned about those things. He had his birthright. He was the son of Isaac. Isn't that right? But yet he was more concerned and he, he he sold his own self out. You see what I'm saying? You see, when we're more concerned with our desires, with our passions, if we're more concerned with our lusts and what feels good to me, we will trade our very soul for that very thing. Lord have mercy. who in ex Who in exchange for a single meal gave up his rights as the firstborn. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, for you know that afterwards, somebody close that door for me please. But you know that afterwards, when he wanted to obtain his father's blessing, he was rejected. Indeed, even though he sought it with tears, his change of heart was to no avail. In our text, this is what it says. Let me get to my scripture. Amen. Amen. We're going to keep pressing on. Amen. You have to rebuke the devil. You have to rebuke the devil and keep on going. Hallelujah. Second Peter in the complete Jewish Bible says, from Shimon Kepha or Simon Peter. That's his name in the Greek. A slave. And emissary of Yeshua the Messiah, to those who, through the righteousness of God and of our deliverer, Yeshua the Messiah, have been given the same kind of trust as ours. May grace and shalom, or grace and peace, be yours in full measure as you come to a knowledge, full knowledge of God and Yeshua our Lord. God's power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowing the one who called us by his own glory and goodness. By these he has given unto us valuable and superlative great promises so that through them ye might come to share in God's nature and escape the corruption which evil, uh, which evil desires have brought into the world. For this very reason, try your hardest to furnish your faith with goodness, goodness with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with perseverance, perseverance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection. He said you have faith. That is the foundational thing. But you have to build on your faith. You have to Build on it and these things that he's talking about are virtues and there are qualities that the christian needs in his or her life because these same things that he's talking about here goodness uh uh, when he's talking about self-control when he's talking about all these things those are the same things that must be in every christian that walks the face of the earth today why is that because those same things are in jesus huh He showed us how to live it out. He showed us how to walk it out. The same thing that he's telling us that we need to add to our faith is the same thing that was in Jesus and is in Jesus. When he walked the face of the earth, Jesus was self-controlled when people came against him. Jesus was godly, even in the face of being persecuted wrongly, even in the face of being hung on a cross. Jesus still was godly. In this sermon series, we have taken into consideration the qualities that a Christian must have on the inside of them if our lives as Christians are going to meet the measurement, the standard, or the mark of which God has set. Did you hear what I said? The mark of which God has set and does expect from each one of us. Who have now identified ourselves with him through his son. How many of us say that we're Christians but yet in our behavior we let God down. How many of us say that we're Christians but yet when nobody's looking we're doing things that should not be done that we wouldn't even want nobody to know about. Huh? In fact it is a contradiction for a person to say that they are a Christian and yet they do not possess any of these qualities. In society, there is a law called the law of expectation. Did you hear what I said? I'm not going to be long. There is a law in society today that we live in called the law of expectation. It basically says that it, uh, it says that you're never going to get more than what you expect out of life. But that's not quite what I'm talking about. What I'm putting forth here for your consideration, but what I'm saying is that the content of the package—listen to what I'm saying—is I heard real long. The content of the package must live up to its label. Oh, y'all should have said, "Amen." The contents of the package. Must live up to the label. How many of you would like for something to be labeled on a container and you're expecting for what it's labeled with to be on the inside of it but yet when you open up it's something altogether different. How many of you would like that if you go to the grocery store, there is already an expectation because there is already a label placed upon it. There's a label that we place upon ourselves and the label is Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. We tell people I'm a Christian. Well, if we are a Christian, when they when they look down on the inside of us and what we contain, then there ought to be some Christian things on the inside of us. It would be very disappointing, huh, to pick up that product and see that the label doesn't match the contents. In this life, this earthly realm, and also in the heavenly realm, it should not be difficult to understand that physical and spiritual beings and also things exist. Things exist in this natural realm, this physical realm, this material realm, but there are also things that exist in heaven. He said not only things on earth, but things in heaven, things under the earth, huh? They exist. However, there is a constitutional makeup. In other words, it is very, it is very, it's a reality of what, are, what is on the inside. That's what we're focusing on. What is on the inside of you? What is on the inside of me? God said, "Let us create man. Yes. Let us create man. Let us create man and woman." He gave them definition. He said, "They're a man and they're a woman." How many know that today? People are trying to change the definition of things. Uh, Now you're transsexual, you're bisexual, and all that kind of thing, and and binary, and all that kind of stuff. Man is trying to change the definition of that, but God gave us our definition, and we ought to function according to our definition. That's right. right. That is also written, He said, in our image and our likeness, that pointed out their function. He said, man and woman are to produce according to their definition. And the composition which was from God. Their definition and constitutional composition put forth a product which was in keeping with their reality. Huh? Your composition determines your disposition. I can't believe they're so nasty. I can't believe that they're so nasty. And and they say they're a Christian. But yet you you can't separate what is on the inside of an individual from their actions. Lord have mercy. I don't care how you dress it up. I don't care what you say. You cannot separate a per- the contents of a person from who they are. Huh? Dr. King said, I don't want you to be judged by the color of your skin, but by the content of your character. That's really who you are. That's the essence of who you are. And the essence of who I am and the essence of who you are will eventually come out. I don't care how I try to dress it up, fix it or whatever. But let me tell you something. There are things in this life that will bring out who you are. Matthew chapter 7 says, don't judge so that you won't be judged. For the way that you judge others is how you will be judged. The measure with which you measure out will be measured to you. Why do you see the splinter in your brother's eye, but not notice the law in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the splinter out of your eye? When you have the log in your own eye, he said, "You hypocrites! First, do the first thing first. Take the log out of your own eye, then you will see clearly, so that you can remove the splinter from your brother's eye." How many know that all of us have something that we need God to remove out of our lives? All of us have something on the in, on the inside of this container called our body. Called a man or a woman that we need God to fix. He said, Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 7, verse 15. Beware of false prophets. They come to you wearing sheep's clothing, but underneath they are hungry wolves. That's what we're talking about today. We're talking about what is underneath. We're not talking about what's on the top. We're not talking about what's on the surface. We're not talking about what is visible, but we're talking about what is invisible. Peter said, if you're going to adorn yourself, don't adorn the outside. Don't fix up the outside. Don't make the outside all pretty. He said it's the it's the hidden man of the heart that needs to be addressed. Why is it? Why is it? Why is it that so many times so many people are disappointed at people even in the church? Huh? Because we're too busy. I ourselves with what's on the outside, but there are all kinds of things that's going on on the inside. Jesus said, it's not what goes into a man that defiles a man. If I eat a piece of chicken, it's going to come out of my body. He said, it's not that. That goes out into the drought That goes out into the sewer. When I flush my toilet, it's gone. Huh? But he said, it's what comes out of a man or comes out of a woman. But many times the church doesn't address those things. Huh? Many times we don't address those things. We're too busy trying to feel good and all that kind of thing. want God to bless me and all of that. But let me tell you, the true blessing comes when he straightens my life out. The true blessing comes when he calls me to walk right because my heart is right. I'm not just trying to do no outward show, but it's on the inside. What you see on the outside is on the inside. I can't get no help. Hallelujah. He said, beware of false prophets. They come to you wearing sheep's clothing, but underneath they are hungry wolves. You will recognize them by their fruit. Whatever a person is producing out of their lives will identify who they are. Huh? Whatever a person, I'm talking about their behavior, whatever behavior they produce out of their lives will will identify who they are. You can't separate a person from their actions. Can people pick, Jesus said, can people pick grapes from thorn bushes? Huh? Can people pick grapes from thorn bushes? Or figs from thistles likewise every healthy tree produces good fruit jesus said but a poor tree produces bad fruit why are they acting like that because they're a bad tree huh why did they say that to me like that why did they look at me crossway because they're a bad tree huh they're only producing the fruit of what they are a healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit or a poor tree good fruit any tree that does not produce good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. What is the fire? Hell. Whatever tree does not produce good fruit, God said, I'm going to cut it down and I'm going to throw it into the fire of hell. So you will recognize them by what? Their fruit. Hallelujah. Let me carry on. We're going to close in a minute. As it concerns this sermon series, the enemy, the first concern or the first order of business is to understand that in God's system of operating, he has systematically always operated in duplication and multiplication. God blessed Adam and he blessed his wife Eve by the way God blesses what he does. huh? We can't produce something and ask God to bless what we produce, but he only blesses what he has himself produced. Every tree produced after its kind. He said to man, Be fruitful and multiply. Huh? He said, Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Earth ought to look like heaven. I ought to look like God. Things ought to go on in earth that is going on in heaven. But a lot of times it is just the opposite. You can't even recognize heaven in a person's actions. You can't even recognize heaven sometimes in the church house because the church house is acting like something other than what it was put here to be. Go with me to Ephesians, if you would. Ephesians chapter one. I want you to see something. Ephesians chapter one. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter one. Verse nine. Ephesians one, verse nine. Paul writes here, he says, having made known unto us the mystery of his will. According to his good pleasure, which he hath purpose in himself. Huh? Did you hear what I say? God's will, he does things that he has purpose within himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather into one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. What did he say? He works all things, not according to the Baptists, not according to the Methodists. Not according to the Presbyterian or the Catholic He said he works all things According to his own will It is not what the Catholics Say that is godly that we should accept It's not what the Baptists say that is godly That we should accept it, but We should look at God and see This is what's godly If it don't look like him it's not godly Huh Because let me tell you something Man can get together And, and, and the bishops and all that kind of thing and they can put a new spin on the word, but there is no new spin. What God meant in the beginning, he meant right now. What he has always meant is what he meant right now. He said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let us make them male and female. That's what he meant. If we don't look like him, then guess what? We don't even know him. Because to know him, to have a relationship with him, you're going to start to look like him. I can tell who's been around Jesus, who have been intimate with Jesus. I can tell who's been in his presence and who's been in his company by their actions. You can't? I can Because let me tell you something. If you, you can get two married people and they've been married for 20 years and 15 years and all that kind of thing. They've been around each other. They've been intimate with each other. And after a while, they start looking like each other. amen they start looking like each other because there is a connection if we have a connection with him then we ought to look like him we ought to act like him we ought to think like him we ought to be like him huh don't you think that god is sick of people saying i'm a christian but yet their lives don't measure up to nothing that they're saying huh you don't think that god is is tired of that he said you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. What does it mean to take God's name in vain? It don't mean when you say, oh Lord, or God, or whatever. They say, oh Lord, I took the Lord's name in vain. No, that's not what it means. It means when a person takes his name upon themselves. When they identify with him. When they say that they belong to him, but they don't live nothing like it. That's in vain. All it is the a name. All it is is a, is a, is a, is a title. Huh? Huh? Lord have mercy. We're going to get it after a while. Let me, let me share you with this and where we're going to go. The Apostle Paul, or Shual, in the Hebrew, Paul said when he was in Athens on Mars Hill in Acts chapter 17, he was talking to some educated people. And they, they were the kind of people that like outward show. They liked religiosity. They like to go into the temple. They like the ceremonies and all of that kind of thing. But Paul said, look, it's not about all of that because God is not a God that is made with silver and with gold. I know y'all worship Diana, which was a God in, in, in the province of Asia in, in Ephesus, was a God. Diana, and they worship this figure. They worshiped this, this statue to Diana. But he said, God does not look anything like that. He said, the God that made the heavens, that formed everything, he said that he determined where man would live in the bounds of his habitation. And, matter of fact, Paul said, in him we live, in him we move, and in him we have our being. We came out of God. How can you take something out of something and then it looks nothing like the thing that it came out of? Did you hear what I say? Since we came out of God, huh? before God made man, he spoke the word first. He said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. God always causes everything to conform with his word. He speaks it out first and then he accomplished what he's spoken. Huh? He said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. Huh? Paul said, some of your own poets have said, we are his children. Huh? So that means that we have his DNA. That means that we have his blood, the blood of his son. We shed in his blood. He died in our place. He was the propitiation for our sins. And so if he is the propitiation for our sins, or since he is the propitiation for our sins, now the Bible says that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. I shouldn't be doing the same thing I've been doing for 25 years, all this old crooked message, back and underhanded stuff, and behind the back things, and all, all that kind of stuff. I should not be doing that because he said to live a godly life huh, in all things Not Godly over here, but then over here I'm going to cut some corners. I'm going to do a little crooked I'm going to make it happen. huh? I'm going to make things happen and I'm going to do it in my flesh. Even though God is not pleased with it, he said do what is acceptable to God. If you don't hear nothing else, i say do what is acceptable to God. I don't care if society says it's acceptable. I don't care if your mama says it's acceptable. If it's not acceptable to God, then it shouldn't be acceptable to you. It should not. Huh? Oh, we live in the 21st century. This ain't the first century. It don't matter. The Bible said that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same. We change. But we should never lower our standard. Whatever whatever mark he has set the standard at, that's the standard. Huh? Whether we like it, whether we don't like it, whether people accept it. You know, we do a lot of time, Doc. Dial- we want to go along with things because it's socially acceptable. Socially acceptable. That's right. Huh? So you mean to tell me you rather please uh, uh, Tom, Joe, and Harry and all these kind of people, but yet God is not pleased with you. Yes. But yet they can't get you into heaven. Right. But you're worried about what they think about you. You're worried about how they see you. You're worried about whether they'll talk about you. You're worried about whether next week they're going to be your friend. Forget all of that mess. If it's not pleasing to him, I can't do it. Oh, girl, it's just a little drink. It's just a little drink. It's just a little daiquiri. It don't have that much alcohol in it. Huh? Go ahead on, take you a drink. Am I talking right? Huh? But is God pleased with it? Huh? On the job, when you're not in church, when you're not around all these other Christians, can you be who you say you are? Who you say you are, is that really who you are? Huh? Is that really? Can you measure up to what you've taught? Huh? They used to say, put your money where your mouth is. Uh, the proof is in the pudding and all that kind of stuff. That's a true saying. That's a true saying because that's what Jesus is looking for. He's looking for people that's going to be real with him. He's not looking for pretenders. He's not looking for religious folk, He's not looking for those that's going to just go through a ceremony on Sunday. He said, his people draw near to me with that lip, but their heart, their heart, we gotta get our heart in line. Because holiness starts in the heart. And I'm closing with this. Let me tell you something. If a man has had a problem with pornography, with lust and all that kind of thing, you can have a whole stack of pornography sitting right here. A whole stack of, 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 of magazines, nude magazines. But if his heart is right, that will not even phase him. You can have a person that has a pro- had had a problem with drinking, huh? But yet you can set all of Jack Daniel and all the Crown Royal and everything else you want to set right here. I know those niggas. You can set it all right here on this table. But if their heart is right, you say, ah, "That's all right. That's all right." Because God said to live godly. He said, "Wine is a mocker." He said, "Don't don't be intoxicated with with strong drink, but be filled with the Holy Ghost." Huh? He said He's gonna take His divine power, tell you how you are to live, give you the promises. On how you want to live. And then he's going to give you the power to do it. Amen. Amen. I think that's a pretty good thing. Yes. That God not only expects things from us. But then he gives us the power to do it. Huh? He gives us the power to live right. If we want to live right. Some people don't want to live right. Huh? Some people like the way they are. They, they like their sin. huh? They like all that kind of stuff. They, oh yeah it's real. Some people do. Everybody that Jesus talked to, everybody that Jesus ministered to did not accept him. The Bible said he came unto his own and his own received him not. Isn't that right? But I'm going to tell you something. On that day, on judgment day, we won't have any excuse. Nobody's going to stand before God for us. We're going to have to stand before him for ourselves. The Bible said that we all must appear. Before the judgment seat Of Christ And the revelation said on that day He's going to open that book And you can't change what's written in that book Huh Even though Esau sought for it with tears The Bible says he sold his birthright He didn't take it serious enough He wanted to satisfy his own desire But if we want to live like that On that day we can't change that book Whatever we've done Is going to be written down In the last book of life, huh? The Bible said that He's going to judge every man, every woman, according to as His works shall be. Isn't that right? So I think that it will behoove us to take seriously what Peter said add to your faith godliness, whatever you do. How there's some things that you need to add, you need to find out what they are and start doing them. Let me tell you something because what, what He said then is applicable today. Huh? God is measuring every one of us. He told that king. He said, "You, you are weighed in the balance. You are weighed in the balance." Huh? The character of Jesus and the justice of God, and we're in the middle. Does it balance out? Huh? Can we measure up? Will the scales tilt in our favor, favor, or will it not tilt in our favor? i me tell you. Right when it's all over with, it's all over with. Oh, my Lord. Now's the time. The door of the church is open now the time. He said, today is the day. If you hear his voice, harden not your heart. See, we, 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 can, we, can, we can play around in the world, but he said, do that which is acceptable to God. Don't let nobody else set no standards for you. Let the word of God set the standard for your life. Let the word of God set the standard for your behavior. Let the word of God set the standard for your things. Yes. Peter said, if there be any, anything uh, righteous, if there be any holy, if there be anything good, if there be anything of any good report, think on these things. Yes. We're going to be judged one day, folks. God's going to judge every one of us. All the secret things, all the hidden things in the heart. Thank you, Father. Huh? All the hidden things in the heart. It. God is going to judge us for that. Thank you, Father. Will we be found? acceptable in his sight. You can come by letter Christian experience candidate for baptism. Now is the time. Now is the time. If you know you haven't been living right now is the time. If you know you've been compromising now now is the time. Now is the time. God didn't promise us tomorrow. He said if it be the Lord's will. We'll go here, we'll go there. We'll do this or we'll do that. Now is the time. Jesus is waiting. He's wait on every one of us. Every one of us. Don't take the grace of God for granted. Don't take the grace of God for granted. God has extended his invitation to every one of us. Have we taken him up on that invitation? Have we conformed to what God said? Or, or are we conforming to our own appetites? Or are we conforming to a standard that somebody else has set for us? Only you and God know that. God is the one that sets the standard. He said when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. The enemy comes in like a flood and he tries to push us. Off our mark. He tried to push us out of the will of God But then God said I'm going to come there And I'm going to set a stand And that's just it Hallelujah God bless you Amen, Amen. Hallelujah Any announcements? Alright Let us stand Father we thank you For your anointing We thank you for the spirit of God Lord, we just ask in the name of Jesus that you would go with us, that you would keep us. Father, in the name of Jesus, that there will be no breakdowns, no flat tires, Lord. Yes. Father, I pray that you would correct everything that needs to be corrected, that you would straighten out everything that needs to be straightened out. Father, I thank you for your word. Lord, let your word take root in our lives and bear fruit. Lord, because hearing your word is not enough, but you expect for us to be not only hearers, but doers. Of your word, Father. So we thank you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. No. Yes, I'm going to...